0: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: It's got to 2-2 two, two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's Ozil. La Gazette. Ozil! Yo! Could have run left, right? but right, it went right.
2: Could have run wrong, but right, it went right. I
3: said
1: it was Ian, but right, it went right. Now we Mvp Classic in the night,
2: get for a in the a I thought it was
3: a Ian it. but I wasn't seeing right. Man could have had that fight, but
2: I'm in walk on sight. Man had to grab that mic. you're not going to spit this time. Trying to
1: work with the oh, good energy, gonna work end. with a bad vibe. None of these guys can't do like oh, that. my friend.
0: Good evening, good evening, good evening and welcome to your another weekly edition of TG Touchy Gooners, it's your boy SV Carboholic on Hosting Duties, we're back, back again um, with another one and we've got a bit of a full house tonight, joined by the usual compadres in German Dan and LDN Shabs, how are we, good evening gents, how are we this evening?
1: I'm missing football you know, I can't lie, they need to run it back quickly. Afghan mm-hmm. is on
3: bro. <laughs>
0: The Shabs Hey, nah, that, that, <laughs> that, that, that,
1: that ain't it, man.
0: Shabs, 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 doesn't even want to support his countrymen. Um, hey, i am but... glad haram, you said it on me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's support, uh, nice, proud, but it's yeah. That's
0: haramble, man. Yeah, Don't it worry. is haramble. It is <laughs> haramble. It is It is, it is, it is <laughs> but we're also joined tonight um by one of our listeners, a very special guest who's been a long time listener of both the main pod, the touchline pod, and um, uh, the, the Touchy Gunas pod since its inception as well. So, um, Khalil, thank you very much. Welcome to the pod. Thank you for joining us. Um, just just give us a quick background on sort of your your Arsenal supporting history and, and how, you know, how long you've been listening to Touchline for and stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, first of all. Like I said, I've been a long-time listener of the main pod and I've been listening to the, the club pod since it started. So, uh, yeah, nice to make my debut. Um yeah, big fans of what you guys have created obviously. So we have always been supporting.
0: I'm actually a patron as well. So uh yeah, big up, big up. See, that was a nice segue, a nice little plug there as well. So thank you, Khalil. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you know, if if you are interested, obviously we're happy to have you guys here, but you can join up for as little as three pounds a month where we're gonna be getting back to doing a lot of the post matches and stuff. Um, obviously I know we've had a bit of a long break now. Um, for various differing reasons, but yeah, we're back now, back with a vengeance. So, um, please tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, Post matches, I would say we'd be doing a, you know, some uh, transfer stuff. But it's January; it is dry right now. I can't even lie; nothing is happening. But I'm even seeing Fabrizio Romano. I'm not, I've not seen him on my TL all Jan. Do you know? What I mean, this is what this guy's jumped on Tinder now because he's, you know, <laughs> he's, he's, he's he's got time to be sliding into DMs because he ain't getting that engagement. Like he usually gets on the TL. So, um, yeah, it's a bit peak for everyone. It's a bit peak for everyone. But but we'll touch on that. There have been a couple of links, um, which I'm sure will come and we'll, we'll circle back on. Um, but, yeah, let's let's get into it, guys. Um, we have been, you know, I can't even lie to you. The last two weeks for me have been very, very peaceful. I've been watching Love Island, been watching Blackish, been spending so much time with my wife that she's probably sick of me by now. She probably can't wait. Uh, to get back to watching, Ar- to get back to watching Arsenal this weekend, um, but I've had such a stress-free two weeks, man. I've I've enjoyed it so much, man. I I didn't have to shout at anyone for big chances missed, didn't have to harass anyone for some bozo moments. But I'm sure we'll be back with a vengeance. These guys have been in um, Dubai, hopefully doing a lot of shooting drills. Uh, I know we saw our manager um, getting, you know, fed some stuff, which uh, you know the ops have jumped on um which i'm not too happy about but such is life such is life um and i was uh, gonna wait the, 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 to... the
1: way you say it makes it sound worse bro you said getting fed some stuff like,
0: uh, listen, I, that 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 video yeah that that picture when it dropped i was i was fuming i was so so <laughs> angry but um yes yeah i'll um we'll, we'll touch on that stuff but i, I want to so, obviously, we're over halfway through the midpoint of the season now. We've had what is known as, you know, like a little midwinter season break, which I think for us was definitely needed. But Khalil, since you're our guest, I'll, um, I'll kick off with you. How are you feeling um, halfway through the season now? We're coming back into essentially what is going to be the business part of the season now. We've come off what is probably a really bad bout of form, and it probably came, you know, at a bad time. You know, we were top at Christmas And we're what four four. I haven't checked the table, I don't even know. We're probably four four fifth now. Um, after a bad run of form, um, and this reset was probably needed this little mid season break. I think players to have a bit of a a break to see if we can recover some players. You know, I've seen I I didn't see party training in Dubai, but saw some Vieira there, saw Timba, um, doing some ball work, which was good as well. So, um, going into the second half of the season, how are you feeling? Um, first and foremost, what do you see, as, as the main issues that need to be rectified going into the second half of the season, from your perspective,
2: yeah. So, I think at this halfway point, I think there's a lot of mixed feelings. I think, um, one thing I think is kind of common amongst us, fans that you chat to, is we a lot of us are looking at this season through sort of the prism of last season and how we performed. Um, you know, obviously, last season it was a lot of you know free flowing, fast, fast transitions, and uh, it felt as if. We could score with these, and obviously this season i kind of think the way that we've set up in most games has obviously been fundamentally different to last season of course that's been influenced by the summer transfer window and obviously the availability of some players uh so i think in terms of where we are at this point it would i think it would be i think it's more so that we're hoping for things to kind of resume from an attacking standpoint in terms of that improvement in terms of finishing really. I think obviously there's been a lot of debate back and forth for the last three, four games, because obviously one results haven't gone well, but two, the fundamental issue issue has been our wastage in front of goal. And I think I'm trying not to let my opinion be coloured by the last few games, because again, it's nothing worse than having a work, you know, really bad run of form and then having a break because all you're doing is just stewing over that last result over and over and then you get into really, really kind of dissecting the most minutia about, you know, this movement and that movement, or maybe you should have squared it and missed that and the other. So in terms of the points tally, I think, again, we're down on last season, but, you know, each season is different. We're in touching distance of first. The fact of the matter is, in regards to the league, there is a lot that we have to do kind of perfectly now between now and the end if we're really going to, Make a strong chance for the title the champions league i think is very much open it's it's, it's open to whatever happens on the night really i mean generally i think our performances i know it's only been six games but i think our general level of performance in the Champions league has been much more efficient i would say than the league performances um i think uh, our team has set up really well for that competition and we just hope that if we've got you know our players, key position players fit, maybe you know we can go on a, a run. I think the league, it's too early to say that the league is you know gone or anything, but I'm just aware of how things need to go pretty much close to perfect for us to make up the gap uh, to Liverpool and obviously City are still around. So to summarise, I think it's definitely a mixed feeling thing because you're trying not to view things through the prism of last season at the same time. You, know, you can't help but compare how we've been especially in front of goal i mean all of our front line have been struggling so i think i'm curious to see how the coach manages to rectify some of those issues we've been having some of it is down to the players but i do think some of the tactical setups have meant that we've been a little more restricted in how we advance the ball and how we attack attacking and obviously teams are doubling up on sakura martinelli so uh, i am curious to see how the palace game goes because we've had the break And you're hoping that everyone's, you know, refreshed, recharged in a good mental space to make a good impression on the first game back.
0: Yeah, no, fantastic. Thank you very much. Really, really good. A lot of good points made. Um, I'll come to you guys, German and Shavna. German, Um, any thoughts on what Khalil um, said? Anything to add on top of that in terms of going into the second half of the season? Some of the stuff we haven't liked and, and how to rectify it going forward.
3: Yeah, I think he's he's made a lot of good points, to be honest. Um yo, Khalil, are you a podcaster or something? You're natural, man. <laughs> oh, it's good,
0: it's good. It's really, really good. I've yeah. you
3: know, yeah. never been on a podcast, never. So, uh, yeah. Natural <laughs> talent, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think he's made a lot of good points. And I would echo um, a, a lot of it as well. I think in regards to where we go next, I think you know we've we've dissected what's happened in the, the last sort of 16, 17 games You know, quite quite in detail. Um, you know, we know where the issues lie. Um and, you know, it's really for this players in Atleta to rectify or make small modifications that ultimately lead to better results. I don't think we're far off. I think and I keep saying off I only think in the last month we only had one really bad performance, um, which was the Fulham game. Um, but we know this is a results business. You get judged on the results, not necessarily the performance and when we um when when we don't have both coming together, we're in trouble. Um, you know. So, whilst 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 I think we're on the we're on the right path, you know, in terms of performance, there's definitely something missing. So let's see. Um, Jesus is going to be back. i um, You know, my eyes are on this guy. My eyes are on this guy, man. Benzema is around, bro. Benzema is around. You need to do something, man. I'm telling you, senior man is around. And you will be on the wing if he's coming, bro. I'm telling you that right now. So, um, you know, that Palace game is probably the last opportunity for him to show, yeah, I can bag some goals for you guys. Otherwise, they might have to look into the market and say, we need to do something alone or something because we need some inspiration. Um, I think with Saka a little bit in the last couple of games, his overall performance has been good, but his last finishing touch has been bad. Like, not even, like this, you know, not, not not like I'm thinking, oh you're inconsistent I'm not trying to you know coat it up. Like it was bad. There's finished shooting has been bad in the last three, four games for sure. And um and that makes the difference sometimes. I think it's the first time in like 18 months when he's going through a bad patch of production and um, bad patch of sort of fi- final finishing touch. And the team is suffering because the other the other guys are not pulling their leg, like, you know, Martinelli for whatever issues he's Facing this year with Havertz playing on the side, not doing enough. Gabi who's not doing enough. Havertz not doing enough. I think Udegaard um, is the only one out of the front five that can hold his head up high at the moment because he's been playing well in the last six, seven games. So let's see. Um, I need a W on Saturday. Eh? It's 12.30 kickoff, man. I, I know I'm going to get my shopping done early, you know. get that I need, Watch that 12.30 game. And after that, I'm, I'm trying to go out and like... Five, six, like I don't want to have Arsenal on my mind. If I'm out drinking <laughs> and I'm thinking, "Why the fuck did X, Y and that miss?" Then I know my weekend is cooked. So um,
0: I'm, I'm, to- I'm, I'm telling you because I'm at the game. I'm, I'm back at the game. Twelve <laughs> thirty on, on Saturday morning. I just already know the way my weekend can be ruined. Like. I'm going to have to wake up early to go to the gym first in the morning. So I, I, I'm going to have to be in the gym at like 6.37. So the fact you're getting me up this early, I've to get, got to sort myself out, get my life down and then get down to the game. Like, and bear in mind, it is cold. I don't know where you guys are in the UK right now, in London, in the surrounding area. Sorry, just not London. In the UK, it is freezing. It is yeah. legit freezing. So the fact that you're getting me out of my house after two weeks in the sun, if these men do not deliver, and I have to go home with number twenty nine on my mind. I am going to lose it. I am going to lose it. I'm legit going to lose it. Um, Shabs, let, let let me bring you in on on obviously um, Khalil and German have have given their thoughts in terms of you know uh, resetting after this break. Um, and and we can probably use this to segue now into sort of a bit of a Palace preview. Um, I think Elise is missing. Um, through injury, he's just got an again, so I think it's a hamstring injury. Um, but really and truthfully, there can't really be any excuses on our front, right? Germans already referenced the fact that Jesus is is back. Um, I think Zinchenko is he's maybe touch and go. I'm sure we'll hear from Arteta in his press conference on Thursday. Um, but you know, I think most of the guys. I, I'm not sure, obviously, Party um, uh, or Vieira will be ready at the weekend. But you know, they all should be back on the training field now, right? So. Really and truthfully, we're recovering players. These guys have had two weeks off to rest, been enjoying the sunshine. I don't want to be sitting here on Saturday night doing a post-match reaction fuming. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> what are you saying?
1: Hey. These these lot got to go to work, innit? And just right all the wrongs of the last two weeks. You know, I love this. Um, I love the fact that they've had a winter break. But it's not been nice, you know, entering into that winter break off the back of losses. You know, it's been a minute since we won a game. We need to just get right back to it. I'll be honest with you. Um, Palace, I like Palace. And for some reason, Palace always give us like a rocky game. I I feel like it's never, even when we have beat them and we've had some, you know, we've, we, we, we've, yeah, then I'm not going to go as far as calling them a bogey team or anything like that. But even when we have beat them, you know, sometimes they've given us like a couple, couple problems. So, yeah, it's never nice to have players missing, but the players that are missing for them, I think should just be a factor that aids any kind of incoming victory for us. But yeah, really, we should just do the business. I'm not really looking at no kind of upset. Um, we're at home. Need to go out there and just be on job not play with our food just get some early goals i think early goals will just you know really really settle us and if we go one two up early in the game i just i think we'll just default to control um we'll be absolutely fine
0: yeah good um khalil let let me bring you back in here because um, one of the things we've said generally, and, and obviously you're a regular listener, so you would have heard it. Since November, we've actually not been too downbeat on a lot of the performances. Generally, I think we've actually started to create a lot more since November. We've spoken about um, dropping Erdegaard slightly deeper and, and and the impact that's had on on build up to an extent, and and how we're we're finding ourselves in in much more favourable positions. Um, our last game prior to the break we played obviously Liverpool and and we dominated for large parts of that game but again the issue was down to a lack of a finishing touch um do you think it's just the case of guy, you know it's confidence because these were the same players that were all in double figures last season you know they all put up some serious numbers last season can it just be a case of you know we can reset we can get confidence going again and and um and these guys can start f- firing their finishing boots, or or does there need to be more of a tweak? Because at the moment it does seem to be down to more of a lack of a finishing touch rather than anything we're doing per se, which is bad, right? Because w- when I look, you know, to that Liverpool game as, as an example, I thought we were really, really good actually. Um, and it was interesting. We used more of a double pivot in that game. I think Shabs and I touched on that previously, um, in how we built up, we had Jorginho next to Rice. Um, which was legit more of a double pivot where obviously we've been using Rice as a single pivot mostly. Is that something you'd like to see continue or do you think he'll def- default back to what he was doing now Jesus is back again with uh, Habits at left say and, and Jesus at false nine? And so I-, I think overall my question is um, you've spoken about potential tweaks. Uh, are you tweaking it from what we were doing prior to the break or is it just a case of we need to get these forwards firing and um, it's a case of just continue with what we're doing and, and hopefully one or two goals will will get these guys confidence back up.
2: Yeah, I think it's a mixture of actually like five or six different things. I don't think there's a, a straight answer. I think for one, um I think I said to uh, German down on Twitter, I said, I actually I was actually annoyed at how much better we looked with Jorginho in the team. Because this is a guy that i wanted gone. <laughs> I wanted this guy gone. But fundamentally you saw in just how we progressed the ball. We progressed it a lot smoother with junior playing uh, as the deepest midfield and obviously, you know, Rice having a bit more license to move around a bit. Um, I would like it to stay, but I also know there's an expiry there. We can't keep on expecting that double pivot to kind of carry us through the season. Obviously, the uh, main issue being that the, our starting six has not been available pretty much all season and that has had a big effect. On how the composition of our midfield has been um so yeah i mean i think for the time being we'll keep it in until we assume that party returns but again um we just hear rumors on twitter if he's back in training or not i think that's been a huge difference between this season and last season uh regard regarding our front three i think confidence is clearly low you can see it in their final actions uh especially
0: Oh, I think we've just lost uh, Khalil there a bit. All right. German, I'll, I'll come to. I'll, I'll come. To, oh, oh, go Shabs sh- sh- yeah, out.
1: I, I was just going to quickly j- jump in, though, because I slightly disagree with Khalil's point about the double pivot and not necessarily relying on that to carry us through for the rest of the season. I think if it were, because we can't bank on Partey's availability and when he will next play a game for us I think what we have to do is go with what we've seen works you know I'm not saying Rice in the lone six doesn't work or hasn't worked it's worked for us in some games in some game ways but we've spoken about limitations and restrictions to that as well so you know I'm not down on um I'm not down on Jorginho being paired alongside Rice in a double pivot if it works. I think what we have seen in terms of our our lower production numbers in the final third, I think of, you know, um, Erdegaard's usage has been a part of that in terms of him having to fulfil a different role because Partey's come out. So we've seen the knock-on effects of Partey not being in the side and the the verticality and the way that we've been able to put or not been able to progress the football in the same way. So I think bringing Jorginho in, again, we touched on it last week, but I think if it works, um, why not? And I also like the variety and I'm not saying, you know, we're we're not a team that drops and changes between formations and setups week in, week out. It's important to have a bit of a, you know, it's important to have continuity throughout the way in which you're wanting to play. But this is what we're critical about with the coach sometimes. You know, we're critical about him not being versatile enough or him taking too long to change something which isn't working. And we've watched games where we've said, "Mm, Rice, he's having to do too much dropping into that back line. He's having to receive the ball facing plays, not being able to receive the ball, you know, on the half turn or in the pivot, despite playing in the six. We would have criticised Arteta for not changing it. if We continue to see this and it doesn't work. So actually, he's done something different. I think it worked to good effect. Largely for about sixty minutes, seventy minutes in that game against Liverpool in the FA Cup. So for as long as Partey's out, why would we change it? You know, because what I don't want to see is Jorginho in the six, single pivot, and what what we've needed to see something different about is Rice in the six. So you know, I'm kind of I'm all right with it for now as a as a as a as a stopgap. You know.
0: Um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. German.
3: And I. I think. I think this. We've seen this game module be deployed and work well in away games. I've seen that Newcastle away, where it was. I think Jorginho and jacka Um. And there was also, um, Jorginho, Jacker, and Udegaard against Chelsea at home, and then against Sevilla away, it was Jorginho and Rice. And I feel like, you know, this is a bit of a shout, but let's 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 revert re- back in like twelve months and see how, you know, the the signings of Trossard and Jorginho are going to be viewed. Because I remember when both were signed, you know, there was um, a lot more optimism with the Trossard signing than the Jorginho signing. And um, I think that Trossard signing kind of has, you know, the novelty has worn off. You know, his utilisation within the team and also his performances when he starts, I a lot of times just like, I'm, we're not getting much from him, you know. So whereas with the Jorginho, people were on his back straight away. And um I feel like he 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 probably took longer to win some fans over. And I'm not saying he's won them over yet, but I feel like for twelve million, I think you struggle to find this type of quality in the market that can just be in a squad. Um and be 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 happy to be part of the squad. And you know so, just...
0: so, so sorry to cut you off though, I'll, I'll let you continue. I think with the Jorginho thing, I think part of the frustration was that we didn't get Caicedo as well yeah, so definitely that, that adds, probably yeah. played a factor in in how the Jorginho stuff was assessed because obviously it was quite evident that we wanted Kaiser and we just pivoted to to Jorginho last minute just to get a body in I remember because yeah. then he was injured at the same time right so it was just a case of we didn't want knowing what party would be like we needed something else right so sorry yeah. but carry on
3: yeah definitely I think that definitely added to it which is why I feel like unless seen 12 months how how those signings are going to be viewed because I think that the the outlook on those can change. And I think in particular, um, you know, squad composition, you, you when you look at a player like Jorginho, and even though the fans were against that signing, that is a shrewd signing. Because you can't have a team full of youngsters, full of wonder kids. This is not a football manager, you know. So I feel like, I think the balance of signings is important. And I actually think... That was a good signing, all things considered, and he probably would have paid way less if Partey wasn't as unreliable as he is. But when he's come in, he's done the job. Even yes, he's made mistake that big mistake in that Spurs game, but he's done a job a lot, a lot in a lot of games that he's played for us. Um, so yeah, I think he's he's suspect um, or he's um, he's subject to uh, a lot of unfair scrutiny. Um, and don't get me wrong, he we all know his glaring deficiencies, but I think he also has very glaring, you know. Um, positives so you know it's a balance um that, that's that's all I think
0: okay and Khalil sorry obviously you were cut off so did, did, did you have anything else you wanted to add on that obviously that the guys were saying they see the value of Jorginho. obviously I know you're not as big a fan but would you prefer to see that rather than us revert to rice with 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 habits no, knowing the stuff we've talked about previously
2: yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, sorry for the technical issues, but um, yeah, I said to start off that I, it annoyed me that we looked better, but the fact is we do look better with uh, Jorginho starting. Um, I think, yeah, with the transfer, obviously a lot of the frustration was definitely linked to missing out on Caicedo. I think the other thing is, again, it's through the lens of competing with Man City. You feel as if you just can't make mistakes, whether it's on the pitch or off the pitch. Like every signing has to hit. And sometimes you feel as if You've got Jorginho and Elneny. So there's like two midfield spots in the squad that are taken up by two individuals that really, one of them we don't really want contribute and the other it's more of a security blanket at times. And you think if you smash the two of them into one player, then you've got one other spot that you can bring in, you know, a player more in line with the kind of profiles that we're assuming, you know, young, you know, mid-20s twenty, uh, you know, 20s baller like Kaiseido, I guess. And bring you in and that can set you up for the next five, you know, to ten years. And then obviously we get to the summer after the January transfer window. And it's like, well, if we want to bring in another player, we've got to move someone out. And then you've got Jorginho and Annelli both on the books. They do have their values, you know, in their own way. But it I think it's how how high the bar's been set that we have to reach that sometimes we can't have too many of these kind of odd fitting pieces in the squad. So Jorginho as a footballer, yeah, no issue with him. I think it's the context of obviously how he was brought into the squad and what we essentially need to compete on all fronts, uh, which make it kind of jar. And obviously we know his physical limitations, but obviously his intelligence and his interpretation of the role is fantastic. You want someone like Declan Rice to learn off him if he's going to be the long-term six. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what i got to say. The other thing I was going to say was to do with the front line, just like they're clearly low on confidence, and I think you can see it with how their final actions are. Sometimes it's not even just the way they're striking the ball. It's more so the little hesitations that you see. Um, I think Saka definitely in front of goal. You can tell he's just overthinking bits and pieces and it's contributing to uh, you know the wastage in front of goal. And yeah, I mean, our front three, well, I say the front three, Jesus I've got less patience for because he's a senior man. He's supposed to be the guy who's <laughs> over the top. But, you know, Saka and Martelli, you forget that, you know, what, 21 and 22 is part of the, a normal 21, 22-year-old's development that they have these dips. And again, it goes back to squad composition, because Saka and Martelli can stink up the place, but who else can we bring on to kind of switch things up? You know, I mean, always, kind know Point to City might be a bit unfair, because obviously they've got 115 charges hanging over their head. But if you see Liverpool, yeah, Salah is their main man, but they do get chipping goals from the rest of their front six. Um, so people get the opportunity to stink really. It doesn't have a detrimental effect on the team. You know, pretty much if Saka is not on song and Marte is not on song, then it's a longer slog to get to what we need. And you can see from, yeah, I mean, our goal scoring is down. And although, you know, our chance creation is improved, you can clearly see that our open play uh, XG is, I think it's still like eighth in the table or something. So, Yeah, um, definitely, we need a bounce back performance at Palace, where a couple of people back. Because if we don't get a positive result, I can definitely see kind of the psychological issues cropping up going forward. And there's a lot of football to be playing, so we definitely need our front three, especially Jesus, to be stepping Mm -hmm. up. Because yeah, otherwise we're not going to do anything of note this season.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. A lot of a lot a lot of good points made there. I really, especially the uh, the point you made about Jorginho and El Ideally, that's just one player, and then you can free up another spot to go and buy somebody as well. So, I think some of the points you made allude to still some squad building issues, um, which need to obviously, which I don't obviously think are going to be addressed uh, in Jan, based on what we're seeing just generally. I think Spurs are the only team in the Premier League that have actually made a permanent signing, so it kind of. Points to the fact that everyone's, you know, worried, you know, FFP hanging over their head. So it's looking to be one of the probably one of the quietest jam windows we've seen. So, um, I yeah,
3: Tottenham we need to respect Daniel Levy, man. Respect him,
0: bro. We can't complain. I mean, I don't want to talk about Spurs, but he's obviously backing Ange. So I don't think they can moan about that at all. So, and Ange is getting that back in. Um, on the forward line, I, I, before I want to move on to Ivan tony Um, I did want to come back to so you guys have all said that you're happy for Jorginho to continue against Palace on Saturday. So does that mean you're dropping Havertz or you're having Jesus on the bench? Or because it's funny because Havertz really riled me up with his lack of a finishing touch like against Liverpool. But for me, anytime I've actually seen Havertz up top, I've actually liked how he's interpreted the nine role. Actually, like, you know, apart from the fact of the matter is he's not putting the ball in the net. However, a lot of the he knows when to drop. He knows when to stretch in behind. He knows how to run channels. There's been some good link play from the nine, which is actually what's impressed me a lot more. So based on what you said, are you guys happy to? Because because let me give you in an ideal scenario what I would actually do. Bearing in mind, I don't think we, we're going to be able to get the striker we want in January. If we, for example, just say, for example, got like a 30 million bid for Eddie, I would take that money and I would use habits as a nine option. And then I would go and buy another midfielder. That's what I would do uh in Jan if I had the possi obviously it's probably not gonna happen, but that's what I would do. I'd use habits as a nine option. So we still got another body up top, but I would then use it to reinforce some of the issues and some of the mistakes we probably made, in my opinion, in the summer. So um but anyway, I'm going off tangent here. Um quickly I'll just whip round before before I move the topic to, to Tony. Khalil, yes or no, Havertz or Jesus um, at nine on Saturday. Oh BCM competition that is. Uh... <laughs> Quick one, just one. Who? <laughs> ah,
1: <go ahead. laughs> It's oh, not that deep, man.
2: It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. not
1: that deep, man. Right. <laughs> he's got to select the name.
2: Two cheeks are the same, ass, man. Honestly, <laughs> uh, I'll us go go the same team that started against
3: Liverpool.
0: It's okay, habits, so okay. habits up top. Okay, okay, German That's not habits or Hazus.
3: go to me last. I want to see where okay. you know. I want to see the proposition. no, no, no. Go to him now. You call
1: these
0: names. That get that. out of him, man. You <laughs> speak, man. <You> <laughs> speak, you Speak, Hey, Speak,
3: hey, no, man. German,
0: German. Give, give, give would, me your option. Would,
3: you know, I don't. I would need to know some of the insight information. You know, give me know your this. option, bro. How fit is is Jesus? You know, I need to know that.
0: I think, I think, I think he's fine. I think he's okay. He was he's training. Right. So. Okay, then I would Great. say the same team as Liverpool. <laughs> 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 nah, I I, I cannot Sorry. believe, Shabs. You've already lost, bro. Even if you're going to go Jesus, we somehow Haberts at nine as one over. Do you know what? Gabriel Jesus needs to rise it because look at him. We we we're, we're actually people are advocating for twenty nine over you right now. This right. is where we're at. So, this, this, this uh,
1: agenda is disgusting. I can't believe I actually can't believe this. You, a, you, you do not have a couple goals in the league, you know?
0: It's oh, a disgusting, God. yeah, yeah. Agenda you know what? A, a, Jesus, a, is, a, 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 Jesus a, legit needs to rise. It you have yeah, three goals. He, he needs to a,
1: play, he needs to. I yeah, I, I'll pick Jesus. And he okay. needs to start and slap goals. That's what he needs to do, man. He needs to just get, yeah, he needs to do the business because he's fucking around too much, man. You, you, you no ask, you, hold on, hold on, hold on. Chaps,
3: chaps, you're asking a plumber to do, you know, interior design.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is that, do you know what? That is the pod title. Right, okay. Um, Khalil, <laughs> you were going to say something. He so? can hoop
3: slapping goals. <laughs> no, no, I just,
2: I'm just, I look to Jesus, I'm the, Um I mean, oh, okay. I, you, know, you know my opinion on Havertz, but God, I, I seen a tweet today with uh, with Tony's return, and someone said he's only got three less goals than, uh, than Jesus in the league, and it's like, yeah, this guy's been, you know, locked up, and he's probably going to come and outscore Jesus by the end of the season, and it's disgusting because I uh, I can I I don't like what I've called the feminification of football when you are playing through the middle and you can get away with five goals a season. Because man are on the wing, clapping in 35, nah. You want to be the main guy through the middle. And I appreciate Joga Benito, I appreciate Jinky. I appreciate all that. But quite frankly, you need to have a respectable goal title. Like, goal tally. I need more goals and fingers at the end of the season. And you're on, what, four, I think? <laughs> Champions League, you're doing all right. But League, nah, it's yeah. looking nasty. Yeah, yeah. sorry, but... that was
0: it. No, no, I I, I hear well, you, brother.
3: I've got a question for the group, though, like because really... People are making the decision, you know. Do you Do you really appreciate Jinky? Because if you do, then you know, you're all right with four goals. <laughs> like, he's oh, so gonna,
1: gonna hoop? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. man no, a lot of men are contradicting themselves. Like, it's like, what? what is it?
3: Man, I say no, the beautiful no. game ain't, ain't the same no more. <laughs> it's
0: true, man, I saying it's the true. beautiful it's game's true. ugly. And, That's what and, they're saying. And, they're saying the and I'm, games and I'm saying that as well. But do you know what? Yeah. He's not even giving us the same level of jinky yeah, he, he used to he's give doing us. Is
3: nasty, and yeah, yeah. What
0: what he's doing at the moment, like you see, uh, and I've said this before, like, and I do wonder how much of an impact that first knee injury he had at the World Cup had because he's had a few issues since then and he hasn't had that same level of explosiveness and sharpness that he like you know when he first joined Arsenal those first three four months here I could not believe what I was seeing I know yeah, we still had crazy. the BCMs in there they were still there <laughs> don't get me wrong we, we can never escape those however the overall level of play that he was operating at you got to remember this brother's five foot nine but there were six foot four defenders that were bouncing off of my man bro he was getting it he was not making my man he was doing jinky jinky but like he's not that's what I'm saying. So you're saying about the beautiful game, brother. I can't even vouch because you're not even your dribbles per game must be heavily down this season as well. Do you know what I mean? So he, he looks a bit stiffer. Like he looks like whatever well, what's what's the main dish in, in Brazil? He looks like he's been eating a bit too much steak, it? You know, too much steak, like that he needs to go, you know, he's been going to Copper Cabana too much, bruv. You know, you need, to, <laughs> you need to you need to you need to cut down on that thing, my guy. So um, but yeah, so I think. That's, I like him. I um, want.
3: It, I want him to get it back, but it's, it's,
0: it's, at the end of the day, like I, I love, like just generally as a football fan, I love watching yeah. Jesus. Like Jesus is is someone we all love watching. However, he got eleven goals in the league last season, which, to be fair, considering missed, games,
3: which is not bad at all. Actually. Which,
0: considering he missed four months, it's not the worst. We you, well, you can make allowances for that. How, however this season what he what him and Martinelli have produced is nothing short of nasty like legit just nasty we have to call a spade a spade so they have to rise it um but that is a nice segue into uh a certain man today who has been freed from prison um Mr Ivan Tony he was back after eight months of gambling he's off his ban You saw if you saw his tweet this morning flipping hilarious um so yeah he's 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 freed from Azkaban and to Khalil's point if he outscores Jesus by the end of the season, which <laughs> it's, gonna gonna happen, it's, it's probably it. gonna happen if we're honest with ourselves. Um, but I'm gonna go around and canvas each each opinion on Ivan Tony because from what I'm seeing so far, and with the links seem to be intensifying it, it's giving me some Declan Rice vibes of how it started last Jan. Um Shabs, thoughts on Ivan Tony? Yes or no? 28. Um Uh, (laughs) Jamaican-born. Jamaican-born. We are, you know, some are very much for it. Some are very much against it. Um, He will have 12 months left on his deal in the summer. I think even in the summer, we're still looking at around 60, 70 million to get Ivan Tony. Is that enough for you? Does that raise the level enough for you? Does he score enough goals for you? Does he elevate the level of the team enough for you?
1: I don't think there's a doubt about Ivan Toney scoring goals. I think Ivan Tony would comfortably be, out of our current um, strikers, Ivan Toney would comfortably score more goals than them. Is Ivan Toney enough of a level raiser? No, not for me. Um, I like him. I like the player. I respect what he's done. I respect his um, graft. You know, he scored goals in the championship to a good rate. He's coming to the Prem. He's become a reliable scorer for, let's have it, a mid-table side, become a very reliable scorer. Um, if he's a January sign-in and it's because eventually we're easing out Eddie and ktr and he's going to play like that understudy to a main guy striker and compete, I don't mind. I like it. I like the idea, if the fee is reasonable. If he's your striker who you hedge all your bets on, and there's a big spend in the summer to bring him in and do the business and say, yeah, he's the number nine. He's the main guy for the foreseeable future. That changes it slightly for me and it feels underwhelming as a signing, I'll be honest with you. Um That's generally how I feel about him. So, yeah, it's not, I'm sorry, it's, I can't do like yes, no with like something like this. It's, it's, it's not as clear cut as that for me. Um, I think it depends, is my uh, honest answer.
0: Okay. Khalil?
2: Yeah, completely the same. Context, context, context. If Ivan Tony turns up on deadline day in a 40 million deal, I hear it completely. If we're waiting for the summer to go spend the 80 million that is allegedly being quoted, then I have serious questions to ask because, again, I think he's a good player in a situation where maybe Eddie didn't exist, he would be the perfect kind of, i say squaddy, but yeah, someone you wouldn't mind having that kind of profile quality in the squad. But if you're paying premium price for a guy that you don't believe can truly elevate you, like yeah, he'll be better than Eddie. He'll be a better goal scorer than Jesus, but is he really taking you over the top for the price that you're going to be paying? And that is the issue I have. And maybe, you know, I've seen people tweeting about maybe we're being a little bit snobby, but I don't think we are, really. I mean, if you're trying to be challenging on all fronts, you can't kind of be kind of paying premium price for decent. I think that is, there's always so many of those transfers you can have in you before your level just becomes kind of good, decent. Um, I know that there's been, yeah rumors regarding you know awesome which i won't do too much prop today because of the performance from the previous day and uh you know Vlahovic and stuff if it means that in the summer we get a prime target and all those whispers of maybe like Isak being available because of newcastle's ffp i'd rather go for that um so yeah it's very much context if you get him a reasonable in my opinion no more than I would pay anything more than 15 even that as a stretch oh yeah it's very much contextual I think he's a decent player he will offer more than Eddie he will score more than Jesus is that in enough to justify
3: 80 million I don't think so
0: good German
3: yeah I've um I think I've I've changed my view on this um so I think initially I was talking about we shouldn't invest the money in Ivan Tony and we should weigh or we should look to, you know, future proof, look for the Ferguson, look for the um, you know, the, the Sesco. Um and I slightly I've slightly changed my view on this just given the performances of, you know, the forwards this season. Um and I see how someone like Havertz, who I think has a basic game at nine, but basic but efficient game at nine, is getting a lot of chances. I think one thing that I've always said Havertz got is movement. So he's gonna get he's gonna get chances because he's got good movement. He might have better movement than some strikers. He might have better, you know, understanding of the game than some strikers. But Tony is a top striker in this league. And I think his movement should be good enough to get a good amount of chances in this team, doing the basics at nine, like habits really, to an efficient level. So and you, you gotta look at every situation in context, right? So what do we need? Requirement. We need someone that can score with a consistent, you know, output. Um, then you're looking at the options we have, and you kind of have to revolve and, um, you know, kind of think about how you can solve the situation from more than just one angle. So, requirement equals revolve. And in this instance, I would say, let's get Ivan Tony as the nine. Um, let him do whatever he's doing at nine and also future proof. You might have to go for the, the Ferguson, but can we get, and I'm really, really convinced by Joshua Zizekski, um, can we get someone like him? To then, you know, already future proof and build up the next striker that we think is going to be a game changer or more of a game changer or more talented or more talismatic, more of a talisman than um, Ivan Tony. Um, I think that's how we have to do it. Then you look at the combined spend on this, and that would be, say, Ivan Tony 70 or 80, and then you look at Zogsky and just like 50, you're looking at 120 to 130. Um, and I rather, I much rather do that, that financial outlay, than spend 120 in Ossiman. So I think you, you're, you're making a better move for the present and the future. You know, attacking it that way. And this is why I've changed my view on Ivan Tony slightly. Don't get me wrong. I prefer Izak. If it was really come down to, it, I think Izak would be my number one choice. Um, I think there's question marks of his fitness, also the viability of that transfer, um, and also how difficult Newcastle would be to deal with. I know some of you guys put in the group chat that Newcastle actually um, planned for selling some of their assets um, in order to, you know, push the club forward. And they know this is part of the process, but I'm a bit sceptical how easy it would be to price them away from there mid-season as well. And I don't really want to wait for the summer, but we probably will wait for the summer anyway. But um, so I kind of think, like, making that a joint investment selling eddie you know moving jesus to be one of the wide options so we potentially don't have to buy another wide player i think it's a better way of investing our funds and allocating this um so yeah that's how i kind of view it right now um i do really really like solanke so um if you wanted to take more of a risk because i think tony is more in this league definitely more proven you've seen two full seasons um and the last season he was pretty consistent um with the threat that he provided. I think you could, if you wanted a bit more, um, bit more of a gamble, and want a bit of more of a, a player that can also drive with the ball, and you know, I think you could go for Solanke. So I would Tony or Solanke, and um, you know, Zeki or um, whoever young striker we 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 see coming through in the summer. So that's kind of how I would play it. Maybe Cesco, I would go for two. Sell Eddie, moves Jesus wide. To that that would be sort of my plan. Do
1: you know what? <laughs> Do you know so one point of. I want to quickly make about Solanke is um, the brand of football that Bournemouth are playing. And I think he's getting his plaudits, but I th- and I think he deserves them, absolutely. I think what has helped this um, recent recognition of him is the way that they're playing under that... It's that Spanish coach, isn't it, Iriola? So... I think there are similarities as well in terms of the way that they play, the way that they look like they're playing and the way that we play. So I think it will be like um, an easier integration. Although Arteta has like, you know, this degree of specificity, I think it will be an easier integration as well, especially in terms of the defending from the front. So I think that's a point on Solanke and I don't think it's as much of a risk as people think. I think the question ultimately is just, uh, what rate can he score at?
0: Well, and, you know. that's, and, and that's the interesting point, right? Because Bournemouth's first season back up in the Premier League last season, he only bagged six league goals in 33 games. And, and however, so far, yeah, however so far this yeah. season, he yeah. has 12 in 19. So he's operating at better than 1 in 2 this mm. season. So you know, it's... It's uh,
3: massively improved, sorry to interrupt, is, I've I've just looked at the understat as well. He's he's always underperformed as XG throughout his career, but Mm -hmm. he's slightly improved on that season on season. And he's obviously getting more chances, which leads to the point that Shaps mentioned about that new coach helping him getting more Mm -hmm. out of the players and having a more fluid sort of attacking, um, proficient team. I can see how it translates to us, but yeah, just wanted to raise that point.
0: Well, he he is also we always talk about strikers being at their best maybe between like the ages of twenty five to like thirty. So he is twenty six now, mm. so he has approached an age where you'd hope it would start to come together for him personally. If you ask me, I do prefer his game I've to um to well, Tony. Yeah. Like I like the way that Solanke plays. Like in terms of he's my type of forward. In terms of the similar to in the Esac mold where he drops in links carries but also arrives late in the box to score so but again the way i was brought up with strikers i always liked strikers who were rounded, who did a bit of everything rather than strikers who just hung about in the box so it's one to watch it's interesting um let's move on to some listeners questions now we've got quite a few to wrap up um first one from yonko abs uh who says big ben's on loan yes or no hell yes Uh, oh yes
1: Where's I don't know, big baller? Call me Benzema. Hey, (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hey. so so you kind of happy for this guy's going to be smoking shisha on Edgeware Road? You know, he's not coming to play football. This is
1: big Benzema, you know. This is big Benzema. That's why I I, I know Edgeware Road's going to have him in a chokehold, but (laughs) on on the pitch, yeah, listen, what's um, what are they called in um. Um, Harringay, uh, the bank that that restaurant, the bank, and oh, then yeah, my yeah. owners are always posing, but he's gonna be dead bout in the bank. But <laughs> Benzema nah, that's we need to understand who we're talking about, yeah. we need to put respect on his name. Oh, yeah. trio. oh trio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so that's nice. yes, hello.
1: Uh,
2: it's you know what, yeah. Purely because I can say, you know what, Aaron Ben is number nine for my football club. That's pretty much the the, the main driving force for saying that on the transfer table. I, th- I think as a... I don't know how washed he is. That's the thing. Because, I mean, his his last year in Madrid, obviously had a lot of injuries. And obviously, I know none of us have been watching him in Saudi, so I've got no idea what kind of condition he's in. Um, I think it'll be... It would be a huge departure from everything that... Arteta has tried to kind of build with his squad building because this is a this is not just a premier talent this is the like a top tier like personality whatever it is you want to do. Like, this guy is like probably one of you know the biggest stars in world football and has a long history and a body of work so you never know what bringing in that profile can do it could go really well or it could just be you know another paycheck he's trying to pick up i think I would be able to enjoy retweeting that tweet from 2015 when he called us all clowns for linking him (laughs) (laughs) to us back then when we were dying um, with Giroud up front. Um, But yeah, if it's, if he's fit and firing and he's motivated and it's like a short term situation where we're not committed to, you know, giving him a two, three year contract, why not? Especially if you're not going to buy a striker, which I don't think we will uh, based on all the FFP rumors. uh, I'm open to that sort of transfer If he's obviously a serious
3: condition If he's just coming to do lifestyle Then, yeah, no thanks listen, 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 listen Benzema stays fit, man He stays fit, man Just get him on the Vista jet, yeah And <laughs> <laughs> get him on the Vista jet Get his Viro- 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 videographer Bring to that you. videographer
1: with him Bring that
3: you Capture all, capture all that shit, you know <laughs> Strip that yeah. number nine of Gabby <laughs> Jesus' bag <back. laughs> <laughs> up. You know what, time uh, is,
0: man. you guys
1: are you right, guys put are the word crazy. out if Benzema comes straight. Marlow, um, put the word out, put the <laughs> word out. The, the price put of the, the big back up, out. man. We back
3: up. I'm not gonna lie, Benzema's <laughs> <the> top five for <laughs> from your whole time, bro. I can't, I can't say no, bro. Are you
1: crazy? Going up,
0: <laughs> say less. <laughs> Say less, say less. I
3: know, I I know really
0: kn- disgusting, man. I no, don't care, bro. listen, listen. I love can Benzema. Can, no, no, can, I love Benzema, but I know this yeah. This will just collapse the season. Like, legit, you know it's going to collapse the season if you <laughs> say hey. Benzema. Like, legit, hey. be honest with yourselves. You, hey. you, the, I'm a dreamer, you people man. are in love. You people are in love with the idea of... Hey. D- we're not talking about Prime Benzema here, you know. You hey. are having someone, bro. I'm a
3: dreamer, brub, hey, I'm a dreamer, I'm a dreamer He's going
0: to be... He's going to be with Bossman, bro. Brother, a you'd have to be manager.
1: Oh, Adam. Uh, to dream. J. Cole, Dreamville. Listen, Khalil's looking at us disgusted, yeah? is this is why they say um ne- never never meet your heroes, bro. <laughs> never meet your heroes, bro. <laughs> no, not, you
2: know, the, the gas is enough to sell a unit. Just the fact that I'm going to turn on Sky Sports News and see that ticker at the bottom going, Karen Bezos was signed for Arsenal Football Club. They'll right? it be like Ozil back in 2013, but obviously, you know, the more washed I'm version. But yeah, I mean, if he's serious, then I'm serious. If he's not, then which I assume he's, he is because I mean, at this point, he's, yeah, I mean, his last season at Madrid wasn't all that. And again, it's because he's going on 37 or whatever. So. Back
3: 19, you know. Jesus can only dream of that, man. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, think... of okay. course.
0: Um, um, do you know what? I'm, I'm I'm moving on because this this topic is <laughs> pissing me off, bro. All right, um, we have LaCasse underscore Stina who says, "If we had Peak Theo Walcott back in this team, how would he what? be used?"
3: Hold on, hold on, let me answer this because my man is always asking about Walcott, bro. What is wrong with Walkup? Walkup is burnt. If you if you look at his at you and type in Walcott, I promise you, bro, there's probably about ten questions to us about Walcott. Let
0: me let me, let me type that. In.
3: What would happen? Feel prime, feel Walker in uh, right now with this team? That boy would be on the bench, man. <laughs> God damn. It, Saka's it, it, playing right wing. Where do you think Walcott
1: would be? He'll you get think, reasonable right? for minutes.
3: Yeah, um, do you think you might think he'd be playing at nine? I don't think so, man. In but
1: no nah, not nine.
3: He hardly played at night for Wenger. Wenger. even tried to convert him, man.
1: Yeah, no, not for Arteta, man. He'll get he'll be, getting, funny. He'll,
0: uh, he'll be getting Rich Nelson in this. I remember Walcott when he said I wanted to play up front, and then Wenger put him up front, and he was like, I want to go back to the wing, Bram. Yeah, did you know but, what that,
1: said
0: um, that you know yeah, yeah. that reminds me of when he said he wanted to go up front and he wanted to go back to the wing? It's like you know that meme was like this brother, one day he's Muslim, one day he's Christian. You're confused, brother. <laughs> ah! ah, he was duly really confused. Uh, he, was, he, was, he was very confused. And then when uh, he moved back to
2: the he didn't say nothing. He just kind of slinkered back with hoping no one would notice. Because I remember <laughs> when we started him up front against Bayern in the Champions League and them defenders had him up. He could not do nothing. And then he, <laughs> his real life playing up front. Let me go back to the wing
0: yeah yeah Don't me though, bro, I, you...
3: I, I like you used to have a sharp trim you know skin fate, hairline chris now you got that weird haircut that you got with a with a bundle on like that's what's going on bro But like, next question anyway oh when, when, yeah, when, yeah. When, he, when he tried to look like mares because he thought we were signing him <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> now nah, he's been going through i'm lo- i'm looking at his trims now man what's going on here
0: man right we have ranch dingus what a name um seeing as it looks like the Saudi window is closed and everyone is coming back how heartbroken how heartbroken are you that we couldn't get rid of any rubbish out there for a decent fee boy listen it's interesting actually because I I really didn't think Saudi Arabia would be like China or Russia but from the murmurings that we're hearing it's like players are wanting to dip like not even after a year there but after a few months they're all looking to Look, Henderson's already dipped. He's going to Ajax, That's right? right? So Ajax,
1: that was Brazy. Juve were uh, interested in uh, him in all sorts. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy.
3: Crazy. Okay. Um do, do, do you know what though? I think like the Saudis are a bit different to the to China. And I think India also at some point had like their Pierre in the league. Because yeah, these men, the public investment fund, they got more they got more money to spend. They're they not done. More,
0: they're, yeah, they they're not done. They could continue so, going.
3: They're going to keep getting players to come over, I think, even if they're leaving after a while. So, yeah.
1: I think okay. culturally as well. It's for, for that Jordan Henderson, Sunderland's, you know, one of Sunderland's sons, who's Britain, go with, not him per se, but that's the culture he's come up in. Grand Saudi Arabia is...
3: I know when he walked into the McDonald's with sure. his mistress, and she had to go to the other side, he was like, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I ain't up for
1: all that <laughs> hey what's wrong with you bro what's the matter with you he said i'm a superstar don't you know who i am they said big man listen you're not bigger
0: than our gods yeah
3: bounce on the, on the door day. telling them not tonight
0: lads <laughs> <laughs> you're so dumb you're so dumb um underscore m479 he says rank these center forwards in the order you'd like them for the summer tony vlahovic Osimen, isak isak
1: vlahovic osymen tony
2: i would go back. i would go Osiman I've done too much prop to term back now. What? I would go, I'd go Tony Third and Vla. I've never been a Vlavic fan, I can't lie. I've I've always got inherent skepticism of European descending strikers in Serie A, especially ones that are physical. Because when you take them out of that league and put them in a proper physical league, then that physical domination isn't there. I specified of European descent because if you're of ethnic minority, I'm not that bothered. But Vlahovic from I, even from the Fiorentina clips, I know we were all enamored with him. But when it was that Vlahovic or Isak debate? I was definitely on the Isak side. I'm a huge Isak fan. I wish that we went and grabbed him when we did. Um, but yeah, so Isak would be my preference. And yeah, so Isak Osman awesome. again. It was a it was a dodgy. Performance the other day, but all we'll bounce back. Uh, then Tony, if it's summer, then Tony third, and then Vlaovic would be my last one.
1: Um, I can't lie. To, I could. Sorry, I can't lie to you yet. Yeah. If you make that argument for what against why you'd have Vlaovic, why the hell would you have Osiman? <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> he was you know what?
2: Here. It's it's more so that. The, the the dynamic that Osman can bring, which obviously I know it will come with 30, 35% pass completion. I was always a big fan of how <laughs> when he plays, he occupies the defenders at all times. Like, you're not getting a rest. It is, he's running the channels, he's physical. When he gets a front of goal for the most part, there's no hesitation, he's blaming it. I like that in a striker. So, again, it's the trade-off right. of he's not a great all-round player. But my logic would be that his technical deficiencies would be compensated by the rest of the structure we'd have around him. So it's not so much that we're asking him to replicate what Jesus does. We'd be setting up in a way where we could play to his strengths.
3: See, and you know, I'm sorry, Fabs. I've had this argument many a time. So I feel like his technical deficiencies will not, you know, they can't be compensated because he has them. Like, the, it's not for the other players to carry out his actions he still has to carry out technical actions you know so and the problem with him is that it's basic technical actions that he's struggling with if he was like how this is not that great technically <laughs> but he can carry out basic technical actions i think Oshiman struggles with some of the basic stuff so that can make it more difficult um i don't i don't doubt his threat i just think like for the 120 that is for me it has to be the last um it has to be the last because he he carries the biggest price tag. If he was like 50, 60, I, I would hear the argument. I would be like, yeah, probably quite close, depending on preference. But because there's such a big discrepancy in price, I just feel like, I don't know. Traps, what were you going to say?
1: Yeah, I just I just don't think... Because the basis of the argument against strikers playing in European leagues, particularly Serie A, where there are elements of physicality when you remove them, I, I hear that argument. And I accept that argument. I agree with that argument. I've made that argument as well. But if that's your reason against taking Vlaovic, how could you have a factor in place in support of Ossieman? who's playing in the same league. You know, we've seen Lukaku, for example, dominate that league physically. And he came back to Chelsea and he was, you know, running in Tims every single week. So... That's it. I think, yeah, Ossiman looks physically dominant and explosive, but is this because he's running against centre-backs with the pace of Kivio? Like, so
0: my, mm, Vlahovic my, is a shooter. My, oh. my, my, my top four, and it's funny because initially Vlahovic wasn't high up on my list, but the more I've watched him, the more he's starting to slightly move up my list. And I'll tell you why, because out of all the options named, I think he's the best ball striker. I think he hits the ball cleaner than any of the other options. Um, And when we're talking about some of the issues we face this season with teams defending low, they're not being a lot of space. I like guys who can get their shots off when there's not a lot of space. Like you don't need, like you can, you know, sharp on the turn. Like, um... And, and, and it's interesting because one of, so before I, I always wanted, and and still my preference would be Isak. So Isak would be my number one. Like I think all of you guys have named Isak as your number one. That would be my number one if I had a choice. Um, but I'm, I'm less as bothered about the build up stuff now, just because as you evolve and as we've evolved as a team, right? So one of the good things Jesus did for us last season was that his ability to drop and help us get up the pitch but we're starting games a lot more in the final third already this season anyway. So that's not as big of a requirement for me as it was before. I'm looking for threat. I'm looking for box presence, threat as well. So um, the main reason, and this is someone who historically isn't an Austin Man fan, why I would put him down. And this, this would also be a mark against Isak his availability. Osimhen picks up a lot of injuries and it, and it's at first I was more like, these are freak injuries, but a lot of them are starting to be muscle injuries now. And that, starts to wave for me a red flag against his name incidentally that's also probably a red flag against Isak's name as well um, Isak has availability issues and I'm a big Isak fan as well so when I look at it holistically I don't think there's a, a, as a perfect option and that's probably why Vlahovic is starting to rise in my opinion whether we could even get him anymore I don't even know because Juve seem yeah. to be starting to sort their shit out again and they're competing for the title again so yeah. it's, it's it's a very different situation than it was a couple seasons ago so um interesting sorry one. To... but
2: sorry you sorry, go on, a... bro. sorry to interrupt if you about this question in particular yeah. how would you think, let's say told you we bought tony and then mm-hmm. we'd go and big on a wide forward as opposed to buying. yeah so
0: street so so that, that and i was i was waiting and I've, i was going to tweet that today actually but um obviously i'm not going to until we start seeing more concrete like we start getting deeper with these tony links like we did with rice i always said that like so tony's for me i'm not convinced i'm i'm with shabs i think he's a good striker i don't think he's an elite striker however tony can do a lot of the stuff we ask for and he also has a box presence so i could take it like like i said like you said if Tony cost 50 million, and then we went and bought Pedro Neto for like 60 odd million. I could probably stomach it a bit more because I think, as big a, a threat as a striker is, I still think Arsenal need another big, explosive, wide player. I, I, I think that is, you know, I think a lot of it gets underplayed because we talk about a striker a lot. But I think one, we drive Martinelli and Saka into the ground, we don't have any natural so so like replacements for them. Um, and it's also to keep them on their toes. I, I don't believe in the fact, I think they're both top talents, but at the same time, I think you need competition. I think you need to be kept on your toes. Mbappe is going to go to Real Madrid in the summer. They're going to have Vinicius, Mbappe and Rodrigo. So if that's the competition that you're working with, why should Saka and Martinelli not have any competition? Do you know what I mean? I don't agree with that, and I don't think that's a that's a good way to build. So I think it's a case of protecting them, you know, from a case of, we always talk about knowing when to bring them out, and obviously, we talk about, you know, sometimes top players don't get rested. I hear that argument, but they need competition as well, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Martinelli has two goals this whole season. Like, really and truthfully, if we had more reliable options, he should sit on the bench. Like, he should, because he, he hasn't done, he hasn't put the ball away enough to to justify keeping his position in the team. And obviously, you caveat that with the context about Habits on his side, and I totally get that as well. Do you know what I mean? Don't That's a separate argument. But... This is why I come back to, yeah. So, to answer your question, would I take a, would I do that and get a bigger wide man? Yes, I would do that as well. So, I understand the logic on that front.
3: I'm I'm for a wide man as well. And I would clear that space by moving on Trossard and Nelson. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Go on.
0: Sorry. Because
3: I still want two strikers. Do you know what I mean? I still want us to sign two strikers and move Nelson and Trossard and sign that wide man. Cause I think and that... move,
0: and move Jesus wide as well. Right. Yes. So you're saying, so you would have Martinelli, Saka, Jesus, and just for argument's sake, like a Neto. Yeah. And then if you had like a Tony and a Xerxes so you'd be yeah. more okay with that. And it's interesting because I am Mr. Lex asks a similar question. He says two wingers or one winger, one striker in the summer or two strikers and Jesus to the wing. So it looks like if it's more about what you were saying about, you would sign two strikers and move Jesus to the wing. I've not really thought about that. Um, it might it might be an interesting one to watch. He also says, um, "Are there any stri- strikers in Europe similar to Pete Zeko? I think that would be a good profile for us, um, and it's an interesting one. Pete I did Dzeko. like, yeah, I did like Zeko
1: um, as a, Vlaovic. Like, Vlaovic,
0: man, it's Vlaovic. and 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 and, and
1: Sesko's. I was going to say, I was going to say Sesko as well. Yeah, probably but, yeah, is yeah, uh, probably Vlaovic a good shout. But Vlaovic is yeah. also, yeah, probably. yeah, Vlaovic is there. Vla- Sesko is." Uh, arriving but Vlavic mm. is there already like for me in terms of similarity to Jekyll. Yeah.
3: yeah and I just and I just checked as well on the understat. Sorry, I just checked on the understat too to see who performs that against the XG the best and you know over his course over the course of his career Vlavic has our performance XG so he's plus four.
0: Mm. Um and, and, and do you know why that is because he's the best ball striker so exactly. low XG chances he's probably the one most likely to be able to turn that into into goals so um and and you know I, I i always think that's important especially when you're someone who can who is often going to come up against low blocks or you might have games where you know your forwards your other forwards aren't shooting do you know what i mean yeah. and and i used to be someone who was very much i believe the goal should be shared around but i've probably evolved my thinking now into i still think we need a, a shooter amongst them do you know what i mean so and and especially when you when you think back to you look at how spurs just had kane and son no matter whatever deficiency Spurs had within that team, Kane and Son could get them out of trouble. And I think sometimes you need people, you need mavericks who can shoot your way out of trouble. I think that's important as well. I think that is an important. Because I think to, our game model is great, but sometimes you need players who can disrupt and step out of that game model and make the difference themselves. So, so yeah. Um,
3: Sean, sounds like you want to... Wanna... You want to sign Denzel and equalise him. <laughs> Shoot your way out no, of you.
0: Do you know what? Yeah, I can't lie. The way we've been shooting since November has pissed me off, bro. Mm. There's been too many times. Even if you remember that Brighton game, which incidentally I thought is probably our best performance we've actually played yeah, this season. Right. We won that game 2-0. But my God, if you're... We had... In that first half alone, I remember at home to Brighton, we outshot them 15-0, to which is mm. legit insane. But... And obviously, we got the win in the end, so it didn't really matter. But if you just think, like, that's a certain game, when you dominate like that, you had to win the game, like, 5-0, bro. <laughs> you know, how many openings have you had? Like, we were talking about into the 80th minute, um, the game wasn't secure. And obviously, we secured it later. But then, look, two weeks later, we played West Ham at home, similar situation, where we, we were blaming them. But we went a goal down. We couldn't turn it around. So, um so, so, it is what it is, but yeah. it's an interesting one, and and I think, but I think at the very least, we do need a striker and a winger in the summer, and I'm obviously we're happy to facilitate that by outgoings, um, as has been alluded to here. So, um, so yeah, um, Lukey Tyler asked a question, which I'm not really sure where we go from here. Is obviously he's listed our January deals in the last ten years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so somebody's a a terrible Kim Kallstrom. Gabriel Paulista, Elneny, Mavropanos, Mikretarian, Aubameyang, Denis Suarez, Cedric, Pablo Mari, Matthew Ryan, God damn, God <laughs> Kiv Kivio, Trossard, and Jorginho. So I would say there's only been a couple that have been really, really good on there. So based on that, he says, do we expect anything good from Arsenal? I think unless we move out a few, um, because I think we've already mentioned, based on what's happening, um, I don't expect anything. I think it's going to be a quiet window. Mm-hmm. So un- unless we, yeah. unless there's a significant departure, I, I, I don't, I don't see it. So, and so we have to hope that we can have a clean bill of health. We have been quite unlucky first half of the season with the amount of injuries we've had. So hopefully that levels out and we can have um, a bit more of a clean bill of health. Um, Final question, I'm going to wrap it up before we close today and obviously this is a controversial one, we've touched on it before Um, and it comes from Mr H Monoya Um, he says, with FFP locking up pretty much the whole league, do you think now's the best time for youth players to be given a chance or are they still not ready with us trying to win a title?
2: So, as in appearances between now and the end of the season or just philosophically? If If it's philosophically then because of FFP, it makes sense for us to sell our Academy players, which is why we're heavily linked with getting rid of you know ESR and Nelson and so on. Um in terms of this season, I gotta be honest, I don't see ESR making an impact because yeah, as the games the only the games only get more and more important now. So literally if, if he's not doing something in the next few games, I can see this season playing out the same way it did for him last season. Um, where getting essentially, you know. Here, damn minutes, as they say. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe Nelson would get minutes, and that's purely because if, let's say, Martinelli or Saka goes down, he's literally, you know, the only other winger we have. But... um yeah, that's kind of my stance on it at the moment. Do really you know it. the
0: thing is? I I think he was actually even referring to like proper proper youth players, not even these ones say, that are in the squad. I think I think that's I think he's referring to like like a raw uh, waters getting a chance. But yeah, even area
3: in that man. That's yeah, it.
0: but but we need to be honest. It's not going to happen. And to your point, Khalil, you have made only from here on the games are only going to be higher stakes going into the business end of the season. So if they didn't get those damn here minutes in the earlier <laughs> half of the season when 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 there wasn't as much riding on it. Um, yeah, I I, I I don't see it to be fair. The only one and to be Walters
2: minutes definitely only because Ben White has been heavily reported to be carrying an injury, and we've seen, him, in my opinion, him struggle for minutes. And there's no value in having Cedric play football for Arsenal Football Club. Either Walters can do like a little Rico Lewis thing, where he can fill in for a few games. Maybe he sinks. Maybe you know he swims, and then you've got a useful player that you can either flip or keep. But now we don't have the option. We have a guy who's been training with the first team for a long time, who now just basically won't play. So that, him in particular, I'd say it maybe should be given some minutes. But in terms of the Ethan, Wanierie uh, and Milesius skelly that would be calling Cup and Dead Rubber Champions League. I don't see them properly making an impact in the league. They're not even.
3: They're not even getting that to be honest right now. Arteta is a totalitarian man. Cedric is <laughs> going <and> to play, <laughs> bro. <laughs> hey, you man. Next year we go again in with the youth players. Forget about it this year, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I know. As you, as
3: Khalil said, just... the games are just getting more important. They're they're not getting a look looking. ESR, uh, maybe it depends on how well he does in the sub appearances that he gets. Um, can he make a claim? It's really based on that. At the moment, I've seen opening because Martinelli is not playing well. So there is an opening, um, but at the moment, Truss is getting picked over him still. So, who's also not playing well. So, yeah, uh, let's see. And then Nelson played, so I don't know, don't know when he'll get his chance. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, um, I think we've been going for for long enough. So I'm gonna we're gonna call it a night here, gentlemen. Thank you very much for joining me, Khalil. Um, your podcast debut it was great to have you on. Really, really appreciated you. Hope you enjoyed it, um, listeners. I hope you've enjoyed it as well. Football is returning. Palace are coming to the Emirates on Saturday. You'll see me if at the game, if we don't win. Uh, the, psh, <laughs> anyway. Right. Ah! Yeah, yeah. You know me. Well if, if if they're dragging me out of my house to to be doing BCM again, I'm gonna lose it at the weekend. So but fingers crossed, hopefully this is the start of an upturn mm-hmm. in form for us. Um you know, you know, when players coming back, Tommy Assel will be back from Asia Cup at the end of the month, hopefully. I don't know when, you know, Timber's back on the pitch, but probably maybe still a couple of months before before we see him um, actually play for us again. But yeah, man, listen, things change very quickly in football, innit? So a couple of games ago, we were top of the table. Now we're fourth. We're still, I think, I think someone said we're still only five points off the top of the table. So it isn't, you know, nothing's all lost. I just think we don't have... We have very little margin for error with the way we've played it now Um, and having four defeats in the first half of the season. It leaves you with very, very little margin for error in the second half of the season. So if we're going to want to achieve what we want to achieve, these guys have got to come correct. And that starts on Saturday at 1230. And I know the ops will be watching and I know the ops have been listening. So, team, it's time to rise it. Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me. Listeners, thank you very much for listening. We will catch you on the flip side. Peace.
1: Go, yep, <laughs> but it went <laughs> right. Oh! right. Said it was Ian, but it went oh, right.
3: it was on on MVP negative deposit in the thought it right. was right. Man could have had that
2: fight, but I'm going mean to walk on side. Man had to drop that mark. You're not gonna spit this
1: time. Trying to work with a good oh, energy. behind a work with a bad young None of these guys can't do it like that. Oh. It's a time my That's foul. Run it offside. Sports
2: Social Podcast Network.